Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 64, Job Transition Show, Facebook Marketing, with Emily Down, social media strategies and business goal coach. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book Moods of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Today, again, we have another episode about social media, mostly focused on Facebook. And I know a lot of you have a lot of questions about Facebook marketing and how to grow your business through Facebook. Today, I have Emily Dunn. She's also a goal coach, not only social media strategist, and she helps service-based entrepreneurs use the power of social media to generate qualified leads and turn them into paying clients. Welcome to my show, Emily. I'm so happy to have you. Yes. Tell me about yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. How, what was your background? What is your certification? What did you do before? So, and why do you do this? Probably during the COVID, you have some uh, transformation in your business as well. Definitely. So I started out on the online space coming in as a Pilates instructor. I have a comprehensive Pilates certification and I was doing that in studio and I knew I was moving. So I was set to move from Canada to England and I had my visa, insurance, all of it paid for and COVID kind of happened. But before that, I had already transitioned online knowing that I was moving. And so I was just ahead of kind of the COVID situation in terms of people moving their business or work online. And as I was doing that, I didn't have to work for my clients when I was working under an employer because they had their classes. I was just teaching the classes. So this whole concept of bringing in your own client list and finding those people and not only finding them, but getting them to pay for your services or trust that you can bring them a transformation was a challenge of its own for sure. And just learning the social media aspect, the tech aspect, the legal aspect. There's so many different um, roots that you need to figure out for a strong foundation of an online business. And so through learning all of those things about building my Pilates coaching business, I realized, wow, I have learned a ton of skills and dedicated so much time learning these strategies and systems to get clients. And then once I was working with those Pilates clients, I realized that it wasn't filling my passion like it was working with those clients in studio. So once I realized, you know what, I, I feel like this isn't really driving me forward. I feel like I've kind of plateaued with where I'm at. And yes, it's great and I'm content, but I wanna grow further and I wanna do something beyond this. As I was still 
instructing Pilates online, I was talking with other fellow entrepreneurs through Facebook groups and I was helping them with their business and I loved it. I loved giving them strategies saying, oh, I've tried this. It'd be great if you tweaked this to optimize your profile a little bit more. And I was just doing that for free, helping each other out and supporting each other. Meanwhile, I was wanting to go this avenue, but what was holding me back was the thought of, do you know what? I need to stay with the Pilates. That's kind of what I committed to. So after receiving that advice to, you know, kind of follow what I was saying, and they're saying, this is actually a really good avenue for you to go down in terms of growing and sustaining a business and Pilates, when you're doing one-on-one, you only can take on so many clients. Whereas when you add in business coaching aspect and you're doing one-on-ones, group coaching and courses, the there's endless um, like things you can make and create. And I just, I loved that. I love creating content. I love working with people one-on-one and coaching. I just, I like helping people and supporting people to make a positive impact. So I want everyone I'm working with to be positively impacted by me so then they can go out and positively impact other people. It's just like that kind of chain effect. And that's what's really driving me to help service-based entrepreneurs and coaches that I believe in and their service I believe in it's helping others. So me helping them is helping even more people. And it's just, I I love it. (laughs) Beautiful. Yes. Actually this COVID changed everything and you were ahead of the game because you already planned. And uh, yeah, I know a lot of friends I have and they lost their jobs and are doing a lot of activities online. That's, that's what I do as well because it's so difficult. You don't know when this situation is going to be changed. So tell me about, like, give me three tips in Facebook marketing and how, let's say I'm an entrepreneur and I'm going to do some marketing on Facebook. Give me three tips how I can start or how I can grow my business through Facebook. Sure. So my first tip would be in terms of your accounts, there's a personal account or you can have a Facebook page, which is like a business account. The business pages don't perform very well in terms of reaching people specifically to your service without paid advertisement. So I work on organic social media marketing strategies but a page can be a great funnel into your group. So your group that you create can be a community specifically with people that are wanting your services. And that's what makes a group so good because you choose who's in that group and you can really target your audience. It's created for you and you're choosing what content they see. So that would be my first suggestion is having both a personal and a business page and using the business page, not as a promotion aspect in terms of trying to post on there about your services, but trying to get them into your group. And in terms of the personal account, you can have up to 5,000 Facebook friends and it's really, really good to have a personal account as your business account 
because it's a mutual connection. On Instagram, you follow somebody or somebody follows you, but you don't have to follow each other. It can be a one-way street. Whereas on Facebook, you both have to make that mutual decision to follow each other and see each other's content. And that small aspect is so powerful because it changes it from like you're following somebody to like you're friends with somebody. And building that trust and relationship is really gonna help with building a strong network. So that'd be my second one in getting lots of Facebook friends on there that are your ideal clients or people that you're gonna benefit from their content and learn new things. Because if you have a lot of people on there, but none of them are interested in your service, if, for example, myself, I help service-based businesses and coaches. So product-based services aren't my niche. Those aren't my ideal clients. I'm not really adding people that are storefront owners because that's not who I serve. So you want to be intentional with everybody you add because you have that limitation of 5,000. You don't want to have it so saturated with people that aren't who you want to be in front of. I totally agree with you. I have the same thing. Uh, Usually I only use Facebook for business, (laughs) but I have a personal one and I have a page with my business, which, because not everybody in the personal page want to see your all interviews or everything that is not really related to them is it's getting so boring so that's why Mm -hmm. you have to transfer those service oriented uh, growing business type to to your page like business page and sometimes you have a lot of group like me if i want to specifically talk to let's say my fertility um interviewees i just go to my group to fertility group and talk to them and don't bother others in other groups and i have pages like for authors and uh, interesting i have page for authors and i have group for authors it's interesting because on the page you can have fan page fan people that just gonna come there and add you and you don't need to invite them you, they can see it because it's public, right? But mm-hmm. if you have only group, group is kind of more private because yeah. I don't want to just um, distribute some information that is not related, let's say, to my fertility group. <laughs> only uh, my authors can see those information in their space. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And in terms of your business page as well, you can get likes on that page. So when you are running paid ads and such, it's going to help um, for your authority building and people trusting you if you do have um, some sort of traction on that business page, because that's how you're going to run your ads. You're not running ads through your personal account. Emily, what about adding tags? Can I add tags um, in, I know uh, in the group, can I add tags or uh, on the page or on personal business? Um, which one is more beneficial? Um, I guess it depends on your intention of the tags. 
For me, I use tags in my group the most. And the reason why is because it's a really good filtering system. So when somebody is interested or asks me about a topic that I've already covered or done a video tutorial on, I can just refer to that tag and then send it their way. So it's a really good way to just um, sort your content. And I guess that depends on which aspect you're putting most of your, I would say, valuable content in. So let's say uh, on the Facebook page, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attract more viewers. Can I use hashtag to attract more viewers, to attract more viewers, or how can I find this hashtag? How many hashtag I can add and which hashtag is more useful for me? Yeah, so in terms of hashtags, you definitely don't want to overdo them in the sense of doing very large hashtags where you're not going to be very search friendly. So you want to be aware of how big your audience is um, and how many points, I guess you could say, your Facebook page has. So I, if you break it down into a point system, Facebook favors some count, accounts more than others due to you know, how long you've been on Facebook, how much you interact, how much people are interacting with your content. When you post a video, how long are people watching your video? So the algorithm is really prioritizing the people that are keeping more people on Facebook. And that's the goal of all social media platforms. They want you to be on their platform for as long as possible. So if they see that your content is keeping people on their platform, they are going to um, give you benefits. So when you talk about hashtags, a larger audience or a more interactive community is going to rank higher in those hashtags. So I like to relate this to Instagram because I think Instagram has a very strong hashtag system and community where lots of people use it and it's very searchable. On Instagram, you can use up to 30 hashtags per post and you want to have a variety, not just all about the post you're talking about, not just all about your niche, not just all about your client, but a mix of all those, a mix of topics and a mix of sizes. So, I mean, there can be hashtags that have 10 million plus uh, posts under them. There can also be hashtags that have 1000. So knowing the size of your audience and um, how Instagram ranks you in that way, as well as Facebook, how they rank you is gonna help benefit what sizes you need to put um, what size of hashtags you need to put on that post. For general, like, I guess you could say like under 10,000 uh, followers, I would say, you know, you want like the 1,000, 10,000, 50,000 range. Because there's a point, if there's only five posts under hashtag, it's not very likely that anybody is going to <laughs> search that hashtag. So that kind of becomes not useful. But then if you're going, you know, 100,000 plus and you don't have that size of following, you're not very likely to rank high up in that hashtag. But if people are following a hashtag 
then you will come up in their feed because they're following every post that comes up under that hashtag. So that's why you also want to use some big ones. So basically, user variety <laughs> is the simple solution. So I guess we talk about these three tips already because we add hashtags to your tips. <laughs> do, yeah. you have another, do you have another tips to give us about Facebook marketing? Um, we have another hour. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yes, there's lots of tips. I'm trying to think what would be very, very useful to know. Um, I would say for your Facebook group that you're getting people to enter, having very specific questions for people to answer when they're coming into your group. So a great one is something that you're giving to people in exchange for their email. So you can build up your email list. Um, people are actually more willing to give their email than some think, <laughs> uh, especially when you're willing to give them something for it. People often don't want to subscribe to your newsletter if you phrase it in that way. You, because people don't know why, how would that benefit them. Think about how is this going to benefit me? So when you position yourself in your ideal client space, thinking what would they like for essentially free in exchange for the email? And that's what's going to help you get those emails coming in through your Facebook group. So not only now do you have them on your email list, you also have them in your Facebook group. So it's like you have two connections. And again, the more connections you have with these people, the more trust you're going to build with them because they're seeing you show up on many platforms. Also, we don't know where social media is going in terms of everything changes so fast and this platform could stop tomorrow. We don't know. We're not running uh, Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, but with email, it's a secure way knowing that if social media disappeared tomorrow, that we would still have a way to contact those people. Interesting. Um, what about, I have a lot of questions about the Facebook. What about Facebook marketing? I, you know, I had some posts in Facebook and uh, in, I had lots of view, but I didn't get any click. Like nobody click on it. So what is the success criteria to have more clicks and action uh, on your post? Yeah, so I think that comes down to the copywriting aspect. So the written content of your post, or it could also have to do with the visual in the way you're directing them to take action. So I'm sure you've heard it before, having a call to action is so vital, being very clear about what they need to do next. So I think there's a blurred um, kind of vision in terms of what to do next, if there's no clear statement of either where the link is directing them or what happens when they do engage. So an example would be if you're posting about finding clients and then you say, let me know if you're interested in finding clients. It's, it's quite broad and people also don't feel as comfortable as you do if you give them permission to say something or do something on your post. So rephrasing that from, let me know if you're interested, saying, comment, 
me below if you could use help finding clients. So you're giving them a specific thing to do and they don't feel weird about reaching out to you now because you've asked them to. Whereas before it was almost more of a suggestion than the second time it's more of an action and ask. Yeah, there are a lot into it. I just um, uh, see a lot of videos and they are very, you know, very action oriented. And as soon as you see the video, say, oh, I'm going to go and let's click. What are other tips? I know um, you can add a lot of visual thing um, on your Facebook, like funny faces or click or do you also use this or you just go and post the live video? Which one do you prefer? I think variety is best. So not just sticking to one thing, even if it's working, it's always good to change it up and see what your audience likes because some audiences might like more clear, straight, um, just commenting. Some might like to use emojis or GIFs. I think GIFs is always a good one because people can also show their humor through it. And people like, you know, that casual, friendly kind of feeling. And when you invite that, again, it's that whole relationship building aspect that you're bringing into your business. So give me three tips how to be successful in entrepreneurship. Wow. <laughs> um, there's so much. But if I could bring it down to three, I would use my three T's that I use in my business, which are target, transform, and thrive. And essentially target meaning pin down your goal, set your goal, know what your ultimate goal is, and create checkpoints along the way. The transformation comes when you hit those checkpoints because you are able to see the progression of you working towards that ultimate goal. If you don't have that checkpoint or accountability, how do you know that you are growing in the right direction towards your goal? And then in terms of thrive, that means achieving that goal you set and setting another because you want to continue to challenge yourself. Otherwise, if you just achieve that goal and stop, you'll plateau or you'll start to go down because you've stopped taking that action. So those are the three T's and I think that can be applied in life, in business, to just constantly be searching for something new, pinning down what you want, taking action towards it, and continue beyond that once you've achieved it. All right, what, what helps you to be inspired all the time? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I would say the idea of freedom, both time, money, freedom, and just enjoying my life in general. I think some people love the nine to five life and that's for them. They like working under, under an employer and having, you know, a set schedule. Personally, that's not what I strive for. I like being able to have that freedom to choose when I work. I like that freedom of not have, having like a salary cap based on the hours I work. And that's the idea of 
entrepreneur or business is that you don't have to work um, money in exchange for hours. And when you're working at an employer, that's often the case. So creating those passive income streams as well, being able to grow and have your business working for you rather than you working for your business will just help you sustain that long-term, you could say success in what you're doing and striving towards your new project and goals. Yes, because if you, if you have a fixed salary, then you see, why should I work more? You know, that's enough by this time. But when you are working for yourself, you know that if you don't work, if you constantly grow your business, you're going to fall down. <laughs> so you have to keep going. You have to be inspired all the time because you have a lot of ups and downs and you have to keep going. So what are the most important three tips that you think um, entrepreneurs will forget? Because some of them just keep falling and uh, they, they don't go and grow their business. They stop somewhere. And I think that's exactly it. Um, what you're saying is the only way you can fail is by stopping. You will not fail if you just continue to go. That's, so having a fear of failure, I think, holds a lot of people back when or a feel of fear of rejection. But the only way you're gonna experience failure is if you just stop, because it's up to you. It's up to you to keep on going. And in terms of rejection, it's really not that bad. It, it holds us back from so much. But often if you just ask for help or ask for what you need, um, seek these different things that scare you, the worst that usually is, happens is a no. If, if, some, if you seek help from somebody and they say no, great move on. It's the next, every no is one no closer to a yes. And that's how I like to look at it because you just know every time you feel like, oh, that, that brought me down. But that means I'm working towards what's going to be that ultimate success or that ultimate goal. Every no is closer to yes. Right? Every exactly. no is closer to final yes. <laughs> I like that. All right. Thank you so much, Emily. I like chatting with you. And uh, I'm 100% sure my audience also used this information because I know about the Facebook and Instagram. There are lots of things going on there. And it's not enough, I know. This information is just a piece of tips that you could give them there are still a lot of skills that they have to take take on but i think you as soon as you start you keep going and you learn and experience more things because if you just stop and don't do anything then you don't learn you can't have all the uh, skills in the beginning right as as you did you failed you learned you experience and oh, I'm gonna change this. Maybe this this te technique doesn't work for me, but works for another another person, right? 
So mm-hmm. that's, but that's what I see for many clients. They don't do too much activity on Instagram, but they are very good on Facebook. So you don't need to learn all the skills for Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and then you're not good at any of them. (laughs) So just concentrate on one that you're good at it. And later when you are very confident, then you can go to other platforms. Exactly. Definitely focusing on one primary platform because then you can show up consistently. And if you're spreading yourself so thin where you're trying to balance it all, you're, you're going to lack that consistency, which is vital in building that trust in the community you're serving. Yes. Uh, the last question, do you have any program or any freebies to give to my yes. uh, audience? So <laughs> I have three freebie downloads on my website, www.emilyatdawn.com. I also have a three free day workshop coming in December. So December 15th, 16th, and 17th. And that's all about those three T's, target, transform, and thrive, and how you can apply it to create a strong foundation for your business, as well as scale and grow your business to have a thriving 2021 uh, career and entrepreneur journey. I also have a group coaching program that I haven't announced yet, but will be announced in that three free day workshop. And that's kind of what I've got going on. And the Facebook group that you can find that in is Fulfilling Freedom Entrepreneurs and Coaches. You said starting uh, at 15, right? Yeah, December 15th. And okay. Uh, This show is going to be live in December 16th. No worries. I'll be on in December 16 and 17. And it'll also be, it'll be on um, constantly. Like it's there for replay. Okay, perfect. All right, then. Thank you so much, Emily. And I wish you a lot of luck and success with 2021. And I see you later. Thank you. And to you as well. Thanks for having me. Thank you.